Two days after we gave you one, because I assume you'll be done with this tomorrow since the show Sunday. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'll have to. Yes. <laughs> Who knows what the time is on this? Um, all I know is that quick content. Yeah. Well, Will and I are on this on location right now. Mm-hmm. You can tell we were just in sunny California with the lovely Leslie Zemeckis, and now we're on the, we're at the theater. Yeah, what's it called? Look outside, Will. What does it say? Something. I think is it. I forget if we're at the Kodak Theater again this year. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm all fucked up. I'm all high. (laughs) I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember where we are, but we're here, and uh, I have on a three-piece tux. I look, I look like fucking Andrew Tate, and. yeah, Will's got a flowing, beautiful dress on. Just looks lavish as we walk arm in arm. His purse is. Where's your purse from, Will? I'm not telling. Shut the fuck okay. up. He's not telling. But, <laughs> um, we look beautiful walking. Walking up the. We lifted it. <laughs> yeah. And we're 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 just walking through this beautiful theater, just looking out at the seats and um, where we're gonna be seated. And we fought off the. It's hard to fight off the paparazzi. Man. I know. They kept know. trying to get me to stand over that famous vent, man. Everyone wanted to see my shit. I know. They're trying to get a glimpse of Will's hole. <laughs> and don't worry, folks. You'll get your chance very soon. That's true. Will will probably be showing hole on stage. Yep. For uh, Never mind. <laughs> we can't talk about it, but... Oh, yeah. We have to be good. <laughs> Yeah, welcome. On stage, only virtually. Welcome to welcome to. I uh, we're gonna make a run for it and see if we can make this a success. I think yeah, I think so. I think now that we are, we've got a new uh, we've got new money coming in. Welcome to season. Now it's season five. <laughs> Let's do it. What was last one like episode four of season four? Yeah, I think we had two episodes. Season four, but it's season five now because we have to be we have to we have to mature. Season five brought to you by growing up. Yeah, exactly. So no more no more of our precious jokes ever. There's gonna be no more joking on this thing. This is now yeah. a serious podcast about the Oscars and truth be told. We were goofing the whole time anyway. We love the Clintons. We love the Obamas. We think Jackie Chan's record is completely clear. Yep. Um, we You're hate like- mm-hmm. completely. Oh, yeah. Okay, welcome to the center left movie <laughs> review podcast. <laughs> we are uh, we're chilling with Bill Crystal. Uh, yeah, we're 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 gotta we gotta really. Sh- get our act together here so big old bag of centrists swinging in the wind (laughs) so we're gonna pull up the oscar noms here and we we've uh 
Life's been hard. Been too busy to see every single thing this year, unfortunately. But we're still going to do our best to do like we did last year with 100% success rate in our predictions. Oh, my God. We were flawless last year. Yep. You walked home with the huge bag of kettle corn that your office put up as a prize for their... Oh, my God. I got horrible hiccups. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm really pumped for the Oscars this year. First off, let's just talk about some new things they have. Um, did you read that don't have any more already, which is good. Well, well, why don't you talk about those? Well, we don't. We won't have the the crowd awards this year. Uh, I uh, know. Really got the youth involved. They were really lit up and pumped about the Oscars because they got to vote for Spider Man. Um, it yeah. really works. That that genius. That genius guy they hired. Dude, really Sam, we've already forgotten. The golf caddy, hey y'all looking. Like, like boxing dude or some shit. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember us making boxing jokes. So I assume it was a boxer, but that, who knows? No, we made golf jokes because he literally looks like Andre 3000. Looks <laughs> yeah, like a golf caddy. Don't say caddy. that about Andre. Andre's hot. That guy's not hot. Well, no, but Andre, you know, is hot when that, I mean, he's still hot, but like, that look is such a what was oh, you just like, a 2003 you. look yeah and he's like still rocking that look like mm-hmm. i i love that i love that look that's my favorite like good, good. i'll beep that it's fine <laughs> i got a time stamp please let me get a pen and the other stuff that's hopefully gone will be how extreme the uh Never mind, that won't be true. It'll always be, they'll all be shaking their own hands, as always. But Absolutely. Hopefully, the slap isn't gone. I think that should be a yearly thing. Well, and, you know, I got to say, I'm still, and I know it's just because we're all sheep, and it's really easy for the news people and social media people to whip us back up. But it's just astonishing to me, again, that anyone thinks it's a complicated conversation. Bring back Sam Fuller. Let's get him at the Oscars waving his gun at everybody. That's what we need. Let's up the ante. Someone gets shot this year. Oh, my God. I would love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few people I'd love to see Sam Fuller just (laughs) blow away this year. It's our new list. People we wish Sam Fuller shot. (laughs) Yeah. Just dirty Harry style. Just (laughs) bam. You know, just blowing him across the stage. Uh, yep. But since we're a center left podcast now, we're joking. I don't want to see anyone get shot this year. Uh, and they won't because now they have a crisis team. Did you read about this? They have a, uh, they have basically a minority report style team that is going to pre, you know, they're going to they're gonna stop, stop these crimes before they happen. <laughs> like checking palms for sweat. They're like, oh, I don't know. One of the Daniels seems pretty agitated. Yeah, this person seems like they hate Asians. They're going to take aim at Michelle Yeoh on stage. We got to. Could be prone to slapping. Yeah, they could yeah. be trained for. <laughs> yeah, like I saw like, yeah, like. <laughs> It's in slap body language. Brand, slap Brendan Fraser brought his hand up a little too high. They immediately just have guys surrounding him, probably <laughs> like Mossad agents. 
He's always just jogging in Silver Lake with his latest young girlfriend. I mean, wouldn't we all love to be doing that? I'd love a younger girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can be your younger girlfriend. Don't yeah, worry. you can. Yeah, you can be anything I want you to be. That's right. Yeah. That's mind. right. And so can all of you listeners for a price. Yeah, that's right. Anything else we want to address? I mean, I think my guess is we're going to go back to a pretty just traditional style across the board here. Yeah, I think get Jimmy Kimmel back. I did like what Chris Rock said about why he saw emancipation is that he wanted to see Will Smith get whipped. Yeah. (laughs) He said it. I'm not. No, that was it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to watch that stand-up special now. And I haven't wanted to watch Chris Rock do stand-up since the late 90s. So you brought it back, buddy. Oh, No Sex in the Champagne Room was the last Chris Rock (laughs) stand-up special I saw. Sorry. I'm going to put my phone away. I just need to. Okay. Sorry. We got things cooking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That trailer is looking. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. But we can't get into that right now. So um, The only thing I want to hear about you cooking is meth for the Oscars. That's right. I'm cooking up. Big old pop bubbling. Yeah, we make our meth in pots. I, I, I don't know how you make meth. I don't know how you make crack. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I learned how to make crack for speaking of Master P from uh, Ghetto D, the very first song where it teaches, uh, it taught a a nine year old me how to, how to whip crack up in the kitchen. So uh, you were saying that directly, Rap music is evil because it taught a nine-year-old white boy to cook crack. Oh, I've been, brother, I have been saying that rap is evil from the get-go. <laughs> I mean, it, it poisoned our minds. And I uh, wasn't homophobic till DMX, so. I know that's that's true. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50 Cent, I mean, got made me more homophobic. Although <laughs> the song Many Men, I was like, what? <laughs> well, he, yeah, that. Excuse I me? I think that boy just had some stuff he couldn't face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's many men want to kill you. Is that what the original line was? <laughs> 50? <sighs> um, all right, let's get into this. All right. Our first presenter for the evening, uh, 50 Cent, will be 50. presenting the nominees for Best Sound. Take it away, 50. Go. You're fit. <laughs> no, you read this one because I don't have sound pulled up. <laughs> But you have to read it like we did last year. You have to read it like, because I'll put the music in. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he sounds like, so I'm not going to try to do that. But no, no, I'd like to see you do this. Try to do a 50. I, don't, I really don't. I don't remember. Oh, you can like take that. a guess. Just look at the signifiers. Just give it a shot. <laughs> in my head, he sounds like fucking Evander Holyfield for some reason. <laughs> really? Does he? No, I'm sure he doesn't, but that's what, when mm-hmm. I tried to do it for a second, that's what almost came out. So we're going to put that to bed. Um, this year, 2023, year of our Lord. We got the nominees for best sound are <clears throat> All Quiet on the Western Front, Victor Prashiel, Frank Cruz, Marcus Stemmler, Lars Ginzel, and Stefan Corday, Avatar, The Way of Julian Howarth, Gwendolyn Yates Whittle, Dick Bernstein, Christopher Boys, 
Gary Summers and Michael Hedges, The Batman, Stuart Wilson, William Files, Douglas Murray and Andy Nelson, Elvis, David Lee, Wayne Pashley, Andy Nelson and Michael Keller. Oh, Andy Nelson up for two. Oh, hey. Number five, Top Gun Maverick. Mark Weingarten, James H. Mather, Al Nelson, Chris Burden, and Mark Taylor. Wow, how many, uh, how many... <laughs> Second beep already. Yeah, damn. Um, that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people for a, a lot of sound design I was not impressed with. <laughs> or wait, sorry, I guess I'm... I'm jumping it. Wait, yeah, that's best sound is sound design. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, okay, so <laughs> uh, I don't know, probably Top Gun. I mean, that's the only one that I guess technically All Quiet on the Western Front does, but it was hard to hear it through my range. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that movie's so stupid. <laughs> that's so stupid. We'll get, okay, we're we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get. To it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually did get in a fight. I got in a text fight with a friend of mine. It was like it's actually sick. I mean, it is sick, but not in the yeah. way they. Yeah, my friends. <laughs> um, Are we both agreeing that'll be the first of many awards for the one of the most profitable movies in history? <laughs> Top Gun Maverick takes best sound. I it needs to. I it would, is great. The sound the sound design is great. It's cool. I like Top Gun. I mean, it is a nationalistic flag waving uh, <laughs> film, but I liked it. I don't know because you know. I well, as, far, as far as out and out propaganda movies go, you can do worse. I'll say that. Yeah, you can do way worse. At least it was like fun and reminded me of like kind of low stakes action, like blockbuster, go to the movies type shit. I don't know. It's just, it's the kind of movie we're hard up for that is the only yeah. reason it's probably getting any. I mean, it's not only for Best Picture, which is wild, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have 11. They were like, we have to include one more. We already. Ballooned it back up to ten, like it's nineteen twenty-eight. Like we're still making movies. Just eleven that were so good this year. I know. I I can't part with any of them either. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, God, what would I? What real? uh, My favorite thing to say: a real Sophie's Choice. (laughs) Um. Well, yeah. So top. I think we agree. Great. What's up next? Okay. Here we go. Best original score. All quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> Volker Bertelman. <laughs> Babylon. Justin Hurwitz. The Banshees of Insurance. Carter Burwell. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Sunlux. The Fablemans. John Williams. All right. Well, I've been listening to the Sunlux soundtrack every morning that I've woken up. So personal, I mean, this isn't a personal pick thing, so I, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But um, I had to stop listening to it because I can't listen to it without masturbating and I got to tear again. So I, Oh, God, I hate when you're. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the side. That's the pitfalls of having a tiny uncircumcised penis right there. So <laughs> uh, one of the few, everything else about it's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who do you think's gonna take it? Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I bet they give it to the Fablemans. I think they will. Um, 
Because I don't think Fableman no. is going to take a lot of awards home. No. And I will say, I haven't heard the score for Banshees, but of the other the other four on here, there's only one that I would consider an actual score. <laughs> That's the Fableman's. Uh, the rest are awful, so... Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the Babylon shit. I mean, that's a temp score if I ever fucking heard one. Good God, that's the Brian Setzer Orchestra doing. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like fucking cherry popping daddies, man. It's like it's so boring. It's I kept so boring. I was like, this is just looping, right? I oh, absolutely. That was like. Uh, also a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. But Ethan Rocks spent too much time on how cool the elephant shitting on the guy's head was. He was like, don't worry about the score, guys, as long as we get the shit close up. I know. It which what actually after we recorded that episode, I was thinking about it and I was like, damn, he not only rips off boogie nights, he kinda seems like he's ripping off licorice pizza right at the beginning. He's just I don't I don't even know what to I don't I don't know how I call it ripping off. I don't know what he's doing. He's like collaging. He's making a fucking scrapbook. Yeah. All right. Let's not go back. <laughs> okay. Well, I got to say, though, also, you know, I'm a big John Williams fan. I don't think this is one of anywhere near his one of his best scores. But again, this is the only real score on the list. So give it to old John. Yeah. Well, it's the only one you can identify as like, oh, all right. And it were, I mean, like, it's not bad. If, if anything, it's remarkable. Yeah, but it serves the movie. You know what I mean? Like, it completely serves the movie. It gets in. <laughs> exactly. Whereas uh, everything else just kind of felt like wallpaper. Yeah. Or or felt like someone flicking sand in your eyes. Like, ye olde sunlux. <laughs> I can't go back into... I can't. Yep. I can't. I can't. Um, All right. Well, what else? Uh, Johnny Williams taking it for... Uh, Ye old Fableman's. I think that's a lock. Lock that one in. Yeah. I'm pretty confident on our first two. I th- yeah, I think you're already winning, folks. Yep. <laughs> so what's up next? What's the next category? This year for best makeup and hairstyling, we have oh a couple repeats already. Uh oh. Well, I can't read these fucking stupid. Well, Sorry about that, everybody. We had we thought we had an emergency. We thought there might have been a slap coming my way. Thank God we hired this squad. That's right. The, yeah, Christian Bale has now been uh, <laughs> apprehended. It's a good thing Tom Cruise and uh, Colin Farrell will be at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Best makeup and hairstyling. Here we go. We have all quiet on the Western Front. Heike Merker and Linda Eisenhammerova. That's some pretty German, German ass names right there. Yes. <laughs> Heike Merker. <laughs> Heike Merker. Yeah. Eisenhammerova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good lord. I okay, that's Russian clearly, but Eisenhammerova? Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> Whoa. What a what a fucking powerful name. Anyway. Shout out to you, Linda. I bet you're awesome. Yeah, you're going to win. All right. Next up, we have the Batman, Naomi Don, Mike Marino, and Mike Fontaine. Next up, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Camille Friend, and Joel Hart. <laughs> Elvis, Mark Coulier, 
Jason Baird and Aldo Signoretti. Finally, we have <laughs> The Whale, Adrian Moreau, Judy Chen, and Anne Marie Bradley. Uh, what, do you, what do you think takes it? Oh boy. <laughs> well, I, think it's a I mean, I oh, I'm curious because there's two that could be shoe ins, but I think. Okay, I'm locked in mine. What do okay. you think it's going to be? Oh, it'll be Black Panther for sure. Ah, see, that's what I was hoping you'd say because I think it's going to be Elvis for sure. I don't think so. Because well, it's a great throwaway category because I don't think Black Panther's going to take anything else. You don't think... Uh, Elvis, Elvis, I think he's winning something bigger. You don't think our... Uh, our, our good bitch Angela's not going to beat out that yogurt-eating fucking dummy? <laughs> I don't think so. After after having... God, maybe I saw a different cut than everybody when I finally watched Wakanda this morning, but good God, we'll get there. But Well, that's interesting that we're both... I mean, because I didn't get to see right. the, uh, the stunning slain makeup and hairstyling for Wakanda forever, but... Okay, we'll see. We'll see who. Uh, we'll see who's correct about that. I, I truly think it could be either or. So, <laughs> so what's up next, next baby boy? <laughs> best costume design. Oh shit! All right, we're, we've got a different order. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Babylon, Mary Zoffries, Mary Zoffries, Zoffries. <laughs> okay. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ruth Carter. Now there's a name. That's a strong ass name. Yeah, we got we actually got another one here. It's a great name. Elvis. Catherine Martin. See, that's mm-hmm. what I'm, give me some more let, less of this next one coming up. No, Every, that was good. I like everything that everywhere all at once. Shirley Karate. Come on now. You're just racist. Come on now. <laughs> Shirley Karate. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> Shirley Karate. Everything. I know you like this last name. Yeah, I was really excited to get to it. <laughs> Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Ginny Bevan. Because I think Ginny Bevan actually appeared last year. Because I remember <laughs> saying Ginny Bevan. <laughs> you got a tingle somewhere? You've been you've been to Ginny Town before? <laughs> oh yes, yes I have. That Bevan has been crowd. <laughs> I forgot. To... All right. <laughs> It's a new era. It's season five. Things are different now. Five. We're not funny anymore. So, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. What the fuck is yeah, I'm going to say, I got to ask what that movie is. What the fuck is this? We'll investigate. I've never heard of it. <laughs> never, ever heard of that. Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. A historical comedy drama film. Uh, from Anthony Fabian, who, uh, let's see, previously made movies called Bach and Variations, Candy, Jean, Prick, Scarred, Skin, Louder Than Words, Freeze Frame. <laughs> All right. This is a. Uh, what? Oh my God. This can't be real. Fuck. Okay. I got to say, and you know, I never say this, but I don't think even I'm going to try to catch up with that one. Yeah. Some I might miss Mrs. Harris on her trip to Paris this year. Don't care. <laughs> um, Did you look at the poster? No. How does Ginny Bevan's costuming look? Does it look sick? 
<laughs> Hold on, I got. I can't. I have too many things open on my computer. I gotta look on my phone. Uh huh. Sure. Gotta check your texts. Yeah, looks Leslie cool. Mansville. Okay. Yeah. No, it's 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 odd. My girl, what are you doing in this? Maybe it's good. It's a focus. Oh wow! I was literally about to say this screams focus features, and it is focus features. What was it last year when Focus Features came up where we were both shocked they still existed? Oh, that's right. What was it? How's this happening Dude. again? I st- I'm, this is where they're at. They're truly still stuck in 2002, 2004. Yeah. Like, whatever that, 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 that golden era of, uh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, this looks, this looks like utter shit. This guy also made a movie with uh, David Duchovny and Timothy Hutton in 2013. Uh, Why are you taking these great British actors? (laughs) This is amazing. So this movie is based off of a book called Mrs. Eris Goes to Paris. Is the classic classic dumbing it down for American audiences? But is it is the is the name of the book a joke? Like because of the accent? Like, is it Harris? But they're like, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> Mrs. Harris in Paris, ain't. Well, what's fucking also funny is that, like, this this Fabian director is like, I'm going to make a movie about dresses in the 50s during London. Or during London. In set in London. And it's like, and it's like, hmm. Was, Le- was Leslie Mansville in a movie about dresses in London the 1950s not one like this yeah <laughs> well i'm gonna have to say for costume design maybe mrs harris is gonna get is gonna take it because black panther again yeah i i probably am with you on black panther the only could thing be elvis. Could, it could be elvis also could be babylon because people it, it could be hot for it Okay, I'm kidding about Mrs. Aris, but yeah. all four of these, the other four, maybe. That's true. This would be this is a tight race. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna hmm, will Black Panther take it? I'm thinking for both, yeah. Part of me wants to think that maybe Babylon takes it because Babylon will get nothing, but it's that celebration of Hollywood. They might though. They might. I don't know. This is going to get tough to debate as we get closer to the big awards because it's kind of a toss-up, honestly, right now for me. I don't know. Okay, so you're going with all right. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Babylon. I'm gonna take yeah, a. I like that. All right. Next one. Best live action short. I'm guessing because yours is in a different order than mine, but that should be where we're at. Will you do all the short. Just do the shorts because I don't have those on here. All right. Actually, do we even need to read them? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It might be something funny. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Best live action short. An Irish Goodbye, Tom Berkeley and Ross White. Are you doing this like the MTV Movie Awards? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Evilu, Anders Walter and Rebecca Prusin. Oh, this third one's a real movie. (laughs) I guess not that the others aren't, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Les Pupilles, Alice Rohrwacher, and Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, I have heard of those. Oh, those yeah, are no, it's good. Makers. Pretty good. Night Ride, Eric Tvetten and Gout <laughs> Lidlarsen. <laughs> it's called Gout? Well, it's G-A-U-T, so it's probably like Gautelid Larsen or some shit like that. Fuck. 
I would love to like gout. I like gout lib Larson better. I like that a lot better. I want to get final that. The red suitcase, Cyrus Neshvad. <laughs> really almost tripped on that one. Um, all right. I've obviously only, I didn't even know I'd seen any. So I've seen one of these, the Alice movie, because her movies are good. Yeah. Um, haven't seen the others. So what's what's your pick based on these? I'm going to go with the one we've all heard yeah. of. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I also didn't know that, I didn't realize, even though I watched it, that Curon gets a co-directing on that. So that's a for sure win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Hey. What's the next one? Fast animated short film. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Charlie Mackesy and Matthew Freud. The flying sailor, Amanda Forbes and Wendy Tilby. Ice merchants, Zhao Gonzalez and Bruno Caetano. My year of dicks, Sarah Gunderstoder and Pamela Rabone. <laughs> An ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Lachlan Pendragon. First of all, the fuck out of here with that last one, obviously. No, I think this is the kind of people who think that you can come out the gate with your short films and make a movie like Pigeon Sound on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. But guess what? You have to work for 35 years before you can earn a title like that. <laughs> yeah, these Sufjan Stevens-style titles are not going <laughs> to... Not gonna fly if you don't uh, have some chops behind you. you. Gotta earn it. Fuck off, man. Yeah. Not a dissertation. Jesus. Yeah. Rihanna's gonna be at these Oscars reminding you to earn it. <laughs> right? That's a song by Rihanna, right? <laughs> I'm gonna let you live in suspense. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> well what do you I... think takes it? I'm gonna go based to- solely off a of title here. I'll go the first one. Oh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. That's Lock like Dean's favorite game. Lock it All in. Right. I'll take my year of dicks. I'll take the 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 fox, the boy, the pearl, <laughs> and the diving bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, okay. yeah, locked in. Locked in. What's the other short? Like the next one. We can right. well, you just just go ahead to best animated feature film and then we'll see what comes up. <laughs> Whatever the one that one is gonna win. It's the okay. one we all think it's gonna be, and the other one we forgot. Uh best okay. <clears throat> we only have to do them all so we can hold each other honest on our ballots. Okay, then yeah, figure out what the one we're missing is. I'll get there. I've got them all pulled up. Okay. Best animated feature film. Gilmo del Toro. Mark Gustafsson, Gary Ungar, and Alex Bulkley for Gilmel the Gil Galirmo Gilmer. No, you have trouble with that wise. Uh, <laughs> it's a do you want to spell it for you? I have a fucking Alex? stroke over here. <laughs> Just say Guy Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. There's a lot of names here. Here we go. Okay. Dean Fleischer Camp, Elizabeth Holm, Andrew Goldman, Caroline Kaplan, Paul Meezy, Mezzi, or Marcel the Shell with the Shoes On. Joel Crawford and Mark Swift for Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Well, it's his last wish. Come on. It's the, it's the final outing for this damn cat. 
Can you get um, oh, Jesus Christ, not that there's any integrity left, but fucking Puss in Boots? I mean, I don't know what this next one is. The Sea Beast, Chris Williams, Jed Schlanger. We like the name Schlanger. Schlanger. <laughs> and uh, Domi She, Domi, Domi, Domi She, and Lindsay Collins for Turning Red. Yeah, okay, I've seen... I've seen everything but uh, Puss in Boots and Sea Beast. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with The Shell, even though it's not really an animated movie, but I feel like that was like the most popular. I mean, It's going to be, I think they'll give it to give it to the boy. I think so too, but I, I just yeah. have a sneaking suspicion because like... Well, but A24 is not worried about this one. That's what I would say. Right. They don't care sneaking, if Marcel man. gets anything. Obviously, they've put all their algorithms into another one okay then this come then this is actually a big crux in what might win best picture here because i am wondering what is a24 okay we obviously know where they're spending their money yeah but if are they at the full weinstein level yet where they just take everything they want they could but then again netflix hasn't won anything yet and netflix is huge so yeah that's what i think pinocchio but okay. they might be putting it in for um, fucking Western Front. Because that's right. Netflix too. I'll come to my reasoning when we get to Best Picture, but I'm locking in Marcel. You're locking in Pinocchio. Yep. Okay, that's our second split. All right. What's next? Next up, we have Best Visual Effects. Oh, God, some of the names on this one. Jesus Christ. Frank Petzold, Victor Mueller, Marcus Franck, and Camille Jafar for All Quiet on the Western Front. Joe Lettery, Richard Bainham, Eric Sandin, and Daniel Barrett for Avatar The Way of Water. Dan Lemon, Russell Earl, Anders Langlands, and Dominique Tui for The Batman. Jeffrey Bauman, Craig Hammock, R. Christopher White, and Dan <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back, and he's working. He clearly works yes. with Marvel. Dan's a dick. He's back. Dan's a dick. <laughs> and Dan's a dick. Or Black Panther, Wakanda forever. I'm so still happy sudden, to see that. Yeah, still Sutton Dick over at the Marvel Studios. He's <laughs> Next up. And last, we have Ryan Tudhope, Seth Hill, Ryan Litson, and Scott Harfisher for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah, that's the best name. Okay, that just took Dan Sludgick. Brian Litson is pretty good. That sounds like a producer's tag at the beginning of, like, a rap song. <laughs> Brian, Brian Litson on the track. <laughs> All right, what do you what do you see on this one? Uh, well, also I hope Frank Petzold is like Christian Petzold, like shamed brother that he helps get work on shitty yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, well, with any luck, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I mean, fuck, I'm gonna have to say it's probably uh, probably the way of water. Yeah, thank you, Ray. I still, I'm actually kind of annoyed that i still haven't seen it i i keep making plans with friends to go take edibles and go watch it in 3d but then like someone discovers that it's more expensive and i get it i, I don't want to pay 20 dollars to go do this either but like what i'm gonna watch that at home yeah it's, it's yeah so we all know 3d as a uh, best 
exemplified by the movie Gemini Man is right. really is really good at capturing the the possibilities of 3D with water. Like that is just you know that, that's what captures is best with those lenses. So a movie set entirely under fucking water, like it sounds kind of great, at least yeah. in terms of like turning my brain off, just going. Yeah, I mean, there, will, there won't be any story, but that's fine. I don't want one. Okay. Oh, I forgot. I last year when we did this, I was at Mushrooms for that. That was so much fun. I should have done that again. I know. Yeah. Well, we're doing this one in the morning, people. Instead of uh, Will taking mushrooms in the evening and me drinking like five cocktails during the course of the, yeah. I just got you know vastly dehydrated by the end of it. <laughs> I felt great. Yeah, I know you did. You were, you were. <laughs> Those lips were really uh, smacking over there. <laughs> okay. Best production design. Christian M. Goldbeck. Okay, wait, wait, what? Okay. Gotta, All right, I got to do it this way, right? All Quiet on the Western Front. Production design. Christian M. Goldbeck. Set decoration. Ernestine Hipper. Avatar. The Way of Water. Production design. Dylan Cole and Ben Proctor. Set decoration by Vanessa Cole. Babylon. Production design, Florencia Martin. Set decoration, Anthony Carlino. Elvis. Production design by Catherine Martin and Karen Murphy. Set decoration, Bev Dunn. The Fablemans. Production design, Rick Carter. Set decoration, Karen O'Hara. Uh... This one's tough, but I'm gonna go Babylon. I might be with you on that because it's it everything be. they want. It's actually, not good, but <laughs> I know, but it's everything they want. Yeah, I just, I just think that like Academy voters gelled way more with Elvis as a pair as compared to Babylon. It's true, but but they they it tickles the fancy so much even if they don't like the end product to see their own history on screen okay i think we can safely say it's probably gonna be babylon yeah okay well all right done <laughs> next we have finally arrived at best original song oh thank god <laughs> five of the greatest songs i've ever heard personally I'm they all slap they all slap yeah yeah yes they do <laughs> yep. i'm like will smith I'm seeing a lot of names on here that are just flooding my Spotify. <laughs> Crashing mine because I can't decide which to listen to. I know. It's hard. It's hard. All right. We have applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Is that a movie also? What? <laughs> wait, I didn't even... <laughs> wait. I totally was not even... Wait. Tell It Like, tell it like a Woman. Next up. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Music and lyric by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop. The fuck what is a, Blood Pop? What a song. Anyway, continue with the nominations. Oh, and we've arrived at one of the, I just think, the best songs ever written in history, let oh, alone. My heart. It could be the coffee, but it could be me oh. remembering how empowered I felt by this song. Hmm? And that is Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, music by Thames, 
Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, and Ludwig Göransson. Lyric by Thames and Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler wrote. I love that. I love that Ryan Coogler is like. He's like, I got a song. (laughs) (laughs) What are there more? All right. Next up. Natu Natu from RRR, music by M.M. Kiravani, lyric by Chandrabose. Chandrabose, eh? Chandrabose? I'm not sure. Um, finally, we have <laughs> This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere, all on once a month, music by Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and Mitski. Hell yeah. Lyric by Ryan Lott and David Byrne. Mitski, my, favorite, life indeed, Mr. my favorite CIA agent, Mitski. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only the I haven't, I, of course, I haven't heard applause from "Tell It Like a Woman," um, <laughs> but the uh, the only okay. song on here that I actually like is "Not Too Not Too." Um, is it even good? I mean, I mean, it's a good time. It's not great, but in this in this lineup against yeah. those other four, it's it's a symphony. <laughs> yeah I, you're, yeah but the oscars also like the inspirational shit obviously it's not going to go to the bollywood movie um here's here's applause <laughs> is this are you just playing the garden state soundtrack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, these lyrics are awesome. Give yourself some applause because you earned it. Give <laughs> straight. Oh my God. Hold on. I have to read that. We're going to read the lyrics real quick because this is, I can't believe that. This, this rocks. I'm feeling a little empowered here. Um, <laughs> uh, the lyrics for this is okay. I'm changing my mind. This might win. Recognize who you are. Sometimes I know it's hard, but you shined. You're a supernova superstar. They can't stop you. You were born unstoppable. Dare to know that you're remarkable. Stand up. Raise your hands up. Hands up. Yeah. Give yourself some applause. You deserve it. Give yourself some respect because you earned it. Give yourself some love because you're worth it. You're worth it. Wow. Uh, you're bold. You're bad. You're strong. What, what algorithm wrote this? Like I am Warren. Did Anna Dubois write this after her uh, BAFTA performance? <laughs> Did you see that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> she looks like, uh, I hate to slag her considering how much love we showed her last year, but like, she looks like she's mentally bailing on that as it's happening. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Because the only person it's in the associated. room, yeah, yeah, she just because the only person in the room is fucking Jamie Lee Curtis being like, <laughs> like dance to it. Everyone else just looks so like, just get this over with. Like she seems out of breath, and she's like a performer who trains to not be out of breath doing that shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, she just maybe she was just a little too fucked up to do it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, not right. to not to lock it in. You think so? I think so. I mean. It's going to be between something. that or lift lift me up, probably. Fuck. I guess, yeah, they probably will want to give something to RR, so I'll go with that, too, actually. I don't think we're right. I think it's going to be the David Byrne, but I want to I'll go with Natu. Okay. 
I think if Lady Gaga was going to perform, they would give it to Hold My Hand. But I think vengefully last minute when they found out they couldn't, everyone was like, uh, uh, voting lasts for 12 more hours if you need to change anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it might be, actually. Yep. Did you see it? Well, actually, we'll get, never mind. We'll get to it. Okay, moving on. Next, best film editing. Okay. <clears throat> Lay it on me, baby. Mikkel E.G. Nielsen for The Banshees of Insurance. Matt Villa and Jonathan Redmond, Elvis. Paul Rogers, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Monica Willie, Tar. Eddie Hamilton, Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's only one editor on this list, even though I haven't seen Banshees yet. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I have a feeling it's going to go to Elvis. I think it's going to go to Paul Rogers because people, the amount of people who've never talked about editing in their life who think the editing for everything is amazing. And also since it, they talk about it being multiple people, even though like one person gets credit and like there's an article about how the miraculous editing came together. I think it's going to go to everything. Now, Will, you might be right, but let me remind you that we know how PR campaigns work. Mm -hmm. And I also, we know how the Academy voters work. And this could be a major split on this show is what we get into. But I happen to think that Academy voters probably find that editing way too hyper ADHD. Yeah. And they can't get with it. But Mm -hmm. Elvis is just enough of that hyperkinetic Boz Lerman style editing that makes them think, okay, now this is how you do wild editing yeah that's true i could see that mm. i mean top gun's definitely the best editing again i'm from banshees but yeah i mean I, banshees... I mean i guess tar is but tar's put together tar could have been put together by iMovie while you fucking passed out at your desk as far as editing goes so yeah that's not the thing that like stands out and i didn't dislike oh, no. tar. i just that's not the oh thing it's that... not even that it's just there's yeah. editing who the fuck nominated it for editing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, like an like a just an editing class, like how to edit a movie. Yeah, or... yeah. <laughs> she leaves the room. Cut to her leaving the room. Wide shot. She feels the emptiness in the room. Close up. It's Close up. In on her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm still going with. I'm going with everything. I like. I like that we keep this interesting. Okay. I'm going Elvis. So there's another split there. We'll see who's right. All right. Anyway, wow. after that long beep, that wasn't me even saying anything offensive. I just no, we just can't uh, address this till we, until we fully prepare. Yeah, but uh, some hot news coming across our desk with some. Okay, moving on. Best, <laughs> best international film. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> From Germany, all quiet on the Western Front. From Argentina. Oh, really? This is from Argentina? Argentina, 1985. Wait, no, what's the name of the movie? Argentina, 1985. No, no, Argentina is where it's from. What's the name of the movie? Argentina. Oh, God, shut the. I can't believe you thought that was. I'm still <laughs> mad about these texts. I'm like, I'm like pissed off about these texts. I'm lo- okay. I gotta. Here's the phone is going. 
over there. I was trying to Laurel and Hardy your ass. You did. Like- <laughs> Fuck. It worked. Shit, you really. I thought you were playing with me until your eyebrows went up. I thought you were in on it. God damn it, man. <laughs> all right, what's so up? I, uh, this is getting to me. I guess. All right. From Belgium. Close. Mm. Poland. Neo. Ireland. The Quiet Girl. I guess they're getting, the girls are getting quiet over it. Time for these men to quiet down and time for the girls to. U.S., the women are talking. In Ireland, the girls are quiet. They're shutting them up over there and they're whipping them with a, a switch like that old lady at the end of uh, The Quiet Man. She's like, ah, beat, beat the young lady with the branch. Beat the young lady. <laughs> yeah, great scene. Um, in Argentina, it's 1985. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. All quiet, walking away. We'd love to see EO walk away with it. All right. Next next? up, best documentary feature film. We have Sean Axen, Amon Man, and Teddy Leifer for All That Breathes. We have Laura Poitras, Howard Gertler, John Lyons, Nan Golden, and Yoni Golijov for All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. We have Sarah Dosa, Shane Boris, and Ina Fickman for Fire of Love. We have Simon Laring Wilmot and Monica Hellstrom for A House Made of Splinters. And we have uh, Dan O'Rower, Odessa Ray, Diane Becker, Melanie Miller, and Shane Boris for Navalny. Damn. Two of these. I've only seen Beauty and Fire of Love. Um, We've seen the same ones then. Yep. Beauty and Bloodshed is pretty fucking good. I I will say that that I liked. I actually really liked all the beauty and the bloodshed. I think Laura it was Bush really good. Like the the, I think it was our, our friend of the show Trevor when we were talking about it said you know the the structure could be a little more interesting and exciting, but it doesn't really matter because executed so well. Yeah, yeah, and it's really good. To- it's good and like seeing the you know seeing all that shit on screen was fucking awesome. So yeah. um, I I'm gonna probably say it goes to fire love. I wanted to go to beauty, but I actually I'm gonna say all that breathes. What's that? Mm. Well, I I don't know shit about it, but I have been hearing about it an insane amount. Um, and it's like a yeah, it's a about these dudes that run a bird clinic in Delhi, okay. and people have been flipping shit on it. Um, a bird clinic? Yep. Like they take care of birds. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like birds. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I bet it's cool. Raptors and stuff. You know. Um, I think that's gonna take it. I would love for it to be beauty, but I think all the breeds on this one. Okay, I'm I'm thinking it's fire love because that's the only one I've ever heard people talk about. Who's gonna be right there? We'll find out. <laughs> which, <laughs> which takes us to best cinematography. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. All quiet on the Western Front. James Friend, a friend of mine. Yeah, what the fuck? That's a What's that's your last name is friend? <laughs> All right. Um here ooh, here we go, finally. Bardo. False chronicle of a handful of truths. Darius Conji. Didn't see it. I I can't nothing could possess me to watch. Oh, you have to. I'm gonna make your ass. Um, moving on. Elvis. You thought Birdman made you want to rip your penis off slowly. Check I, out Bardo. Uh, well, it didn't want me to rip it off slowly. I wanted to fastly rip it off and whip it at the fucking screen. But <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Elvis, Mandy Walker, 
sad here. Empire of Light, Roger Deakins. Mm, buddy. <laughs> what do you do? I didn't see Empire of Light either, but it looked awful. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but for the most part, if he's not shooting on film, I don't, I don't like what he does anymore. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's hit or miss. Yep. Uh, Tar Florian Hoffmeister. Um, <laughs> the Hoffmeister. <laughs> I, I honestly think it could go to the Hoffmeister. Yeah, I could see that on this one. It, it employs enough of that like Kubrickian fucking style of shooting. Look, it's cold. <laughs> Do you guys see? Do you see that she's empty? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, this seems like someone who cheats on their wife and only likes students when they can fuck them. No way. Nope, I'm going to need to hear dialogue to prove that. <laughs> Listeners of this show might know that this movie might have been a little triggering for me. Um, I've also dealt with a a, a very notable uh, a predatory maestro predatory maestro <laughs> in my life who's thankfully not nominated today so there's some justice for john finally but um, again if you should just re-listen to some episodes because we can't again we've signed contracts we're a new we're a new podcast now and as you're about to find out so i can't i can't go into these things legally anymore but yeah we can't make kitty fiddle jokes anymore yeah, but um, let's just say I've never been the same since. So I'm better for it. <laughs> yeah, my left eye twitches constantly. <laughs> but um, but not so much that we can't get to the next category. And and well, what's that? That is. I know you guys are excited for this one. I'm I'm pretty wet. Best original screenplay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The Banshees of Inishirin. Wait, why do I not have Martin McDonough. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We have The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Kushner. Uh, Tar, written by Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Oostland. Hmm... This is honestly a tough call. Because I don't think the Fablemans will get much, part of me thinks they will give it to the Fablemans. But part of me thinks they're not going to give it to everything everywhere anymore for Best Picture. So do they give it to Mm. it here? If everything doesn't get Best Picture, then it gets screenplay and actor. For sure. It has to get two big ones at least. I think it'll do fine there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it if it gets those, then uh I, I you know what? I mean they it could be tar too. It could be a surprise and be tar. It could be, but I just think like and we'll get into really talking about the Fablemans, but I think like I just I just don't see that Spielberg doesn't get away with something for this. I mean, he's their golden boy. He's giving him a movie about all of them, not maybe in the way that they wanted or even recognized, but But he's still, all of them are rich because of him. And it's the movie about how he made them rich. Really, How he learned how to make them all rich. (laughs) And they didn't give it to he and Kushner last year. Nope. 
Yeah, you know what? I'll go with it. I'll go with Fablemans here. Yeah, because I can see the one thing that they're not impressed by is the uh, the damn Daniels screenplay to that. And I mean, I don't know. Actually, they probably like they probably connected with the two guys with the dildos sticking out of their ass. So yeah, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never thought about a bagel the same way. And like, man, can you believe someone thought of the idea of hot dog fingers? I hate those guys so much. I mean, and really though, I'm joshing you on all of that because really, what it's about is parents and honesty. <laughs> Yeah. Anyone out in LA right now who's listening to this, who maybe uh, lives in a uh, windowless basement apartment, um, likes to draw up hit lists, um, okay. likes to purchase like um, parts for AK 47s via the mail. Wow, this is very specific. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm. 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 I'm a crazy you man. Don't go slap anyone at the Oscars if you are that kind of person. I'm just saying maybe you should try to be one of those 700 that gets a free seat at the Oscars. <laughs> go introduce yourself to the Daniels and his uh, his cute little string on his glasses. Can you imagine if because they were so worried about someone getting slapped instead, like they forgot to search people for weapons? <laughs> Just places just shot up because they need ratings. I mean, they, they only hired slap experts, no gun experts. I mean, A24 might be thinking the best way to solidify the Daniels fizzling legacy is if they just kill them at the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Parody. They just wait. They just make a, they'll make. Um... <laughs> God damn it! Uh, if you're the person with the uh, with the chat that's about to write to us, maybe uh, we're joking. Joking. <laughs> Brendan, uh, Aaron Aronofsky's gonna come out in the fat suit from the whale and shoot the Daniels. <laughs> oh, that would fuck. That would rock. <laughs> Not really. That wouldn't rock. God damn it! All right. So are we, saying, are we going Fablemans? Well, let's get, yeah. The best OG screenplay. I, I feel strong. I don't feel strongly, but I think you might be right, so I'm going to stick with it. Okay. All right. Let's 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 go with it. That's a... Well, yeah. I like that. Okay. Best adapted screenplay. <clears throat> All Quiet on the Western Front. Screenplay by Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Stokel. Glass Onion. And Knives Out Mystery, written by Ryan Johnson. Living, written by Kazuo Ishiguro. Top Gun Maverick, screenplay by Aaron. What the fuck? Aaron. 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 Aaron Kruger. And Eric Warren Singer. And Christopher McQuarrie. And a story by Peter Craig and Justin Martin. Mm. Here we go. Women talking. Screenplay by Sarah Paul. Well, uh, women talking. You think? Yeah. Hmm. I think they want to give it something. I don't think they're worried about anything else in this lineup for this one. Yeah, because it's not like they can be like all quiet on the Western Front. They can't. There, no one's gonna do the other three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I think it's gonna be 
I think it's going to be women talking. Yep. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that's now the fourth person to text me about, you know what? Really? I'm just so curious. These are people, two of them talk. The other two are not in cahoots with the others. Is it, is it like quotes? What? It, how can it be? They said it just feels a lot like what you all do. Huh. Shit. Millions. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway. All right. Next up, we have Best Supporting Actress. We have Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We have Hong Chow, The Whale. We have Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inishiri. We have, oh my fucking God, I forgot again that they nominated Bo Binda. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Holy shit. Her digestive tract is on a good path these days. That's fucking insane. God damn it. Yeah, she's not shitting out water anymore. She's Uh, she's regular. And Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. God damn it. If they give that shit, they won't. But if they gave that shit to Jamie Lee Curtis, I'd, I'd fucking... Like pop a hemorrhoid. <laughs> I'd, I'd develop one and it would burst instantly. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think they will too. No, I don't think so. Really? I mean, I I think it's gonna be um, Bassett. I mean, it has to be. I mean, they love to give awards for things that don't deserve it, but they kind of people who do. Yeah, that's true. I think it's got to be Bassett because they know the. I mean, maybe that's the controversy that they are gunning for this year is to have Angela Bassett not win, have everyone freak out. But the little fucking children who like the stupid movie lose their mind when it's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis because, on the other mm-hmm. hand, they could be looking at her as a legacy win too. I could say, okay, here's it's my. It's not going to be the other person. Yeah. Here's my pitch. I know you haven't seen it yet, but and again, despite. How I feel about uh, Brendan Fraser as an actor and Samantha Morton as an actor. Obviously, big, very big fans of both. Um, the only performance that's any good <laughs> in uh, The Whale is Hong's. And she's great. And I know that a lot of Academy people love this movie, but everyone decided collectively not to, you yeah. know, to avoid any problems. They love this movie yeah. very much. It's a... <laughs> the way in which it <laughs> tries to be an Academy movie despite being secretly a late career Andy Milligan movie is pretty fucking crazy to witness. But yeah, oh dude, you have no clue what you're in for. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Hong's great, and I actually think I'm gonna go with Hong on this. Okay, I think you're voting a little with your penis there, but that's okay. Well, not about I don't I don't have any uh any um you know, I'm not okay. running hot for it. Yeah, well, we're trying to... The Academy loves the whale, and they want to give it something, and they won't give it anything else. Yeah, but we're trying to win these people a Chipotle gift card right now. I so, know, and I think that's why I'm saying wild card. All right. Um, okay. I mean, because I would like to say Carrie Condon, because that was like one of the better parts about that movie to me was her role. But I have to think it's probably... I'm not as bold as you. It's going to be Bassett or Curtis, and I'm going to go okay. with... I'll go with Bassett. I think you're probably right, but 
I, I, I think they're, the whales got to get something. Oh, but Jamie Lee, I just, in the back of my head, I see Jamie Lee oh. just saying oh. trauma into my ear and like. Trauma. Trauma. I think like, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it, what's funny about that role is that there's nothing stand out about it. It's actually one actually of the more, a lot that stands out and it's all bad. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just a terrible SNL sketch. Exactly. It's not there's nothing about it that it was like, wow, good for her playing a frumpy IRS agent. Like No, she played Jamie Lee Curtis as a as a oh my god, no way in a movie. That's the name of the character. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> Even though I do think it very well could be Jamie because of I, my the vitriol I have for that role in that movie, specifically that role, I don't really have the same kind of um, venom I have for Stephanie, even though I could, I'm just as equally shocked that they're nominated, which seems definitely, sure, but that, whatever, yeah. Yeah, they're clearly giving, handing a little yeah, piece of candy out there, so. But okay, I'm I'll go Bassett, you're going Hong. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Best supporting actor. Brandon Gleason, the Banshees of Insurance. Brian Tyree Henry, Causeway. Don't know what that is. Judd Hirsch, the Fablemans. Barry Kyogen. Kyo Barry Kyogen. The Banshees of Insurance. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I think I got those right, right? Shout out one more time. Polly Shore's co-star in Biodome. <laughs> I shouldn't be so mean to, to short round, but... I mean, he was he was great. I had a great time watching him. I just wish he didn't have to be the first person to utter the f fucking song. Yep. How dare you cast you cast that? Uh, I mean, legend's a strong word, but how dare you cast that? Uh, you know, uh, person who's been in a lot of movies and is always really good in them, uh, in a role where you make him say "Story of a Girl" in earnest. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean it's going to Judd though. I've got. I, I think it's going to Judd because they. It's it, it. Yeah, I agree because it'll be like that. Um, like in um, oh, who had that walk-on role in um, History of Violence? Oh, this is killing me. It is William Hurt. Yeah. William oh, Hurt. duh. Yeah. Yeah, William Hurt shows up in that like scene stealing kind yeah. of the kind of thing they were probably hoping for Toby in Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he stole the scene, that's for sure. Well, he's the best actor in the movie next to Brad Pitt, so I anyway, um It's Judd. It's Judd for sure. Yeah, I could see it being Judd. I don't have I don't think there's you don't any think Quan, you don't think Quan could do it. If anyone else could, it's gonna be that. I would say the other three don't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, everyone buzzed about the Judd Hirsch walk-on role. And it is, I mean, it is like... Oh, it's great. It's explosive in the middle of that movie. I mean, it really does center the movie. 
So one, and also since every Academy voter, whether they literally are or fancy themselves, right, is an artist or wants to think of themselves as an artist, that is the ultimate speech for artists. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. Yep, you're right, Judd Hirsch. I also Lock think if, if Banshees had held its release date, um, it could have more potential in all these things, even though I haven't seen it yet. I just think they, I think it came out too early for anything to last. I think so too. That does seem like they could have released that now and it could have like probably. Well, mean- it should have been like just hitting Netflix, like fucking Western Front, you know, a month ago or whatever. And then you get yeah. them all buzzed up, but now it's too late. Yeah, yeah. They could have followed the three billboards structure there because that piece of shit, you know, like is, I mean, way worse than <laughs> this movie. But like, that's one of the only movies that is all, might be worse than Crash. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. it's, a, it's a close race. Mm, I'm going to have to give Crash still as the number one stinker. But yeah, it's true because the, the merging storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Three billboards is not far off. But. Banshees is not that. I mean, Banshees is not. Oh, I'm sure. You'll His like it. They're never like terrible or anything. I just don't care to revisit them ever. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next. next, we got best lead actress. Hit me with it. We have Kate Blanchett in the film. Why is there an accent over it? What the fuck? What a dumb name. I have no problem with what she did in life. That all seems cool. But to put the accent <laughs> over the A. I mean, come on. A composer, dude. What do you expect? They gotta We're, do all saying it. We're still saying it the same way. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ana de Armas in Blonde. Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. And our Queen Michelle. And everything, everywhere, all at once. I think there's only two possibilities here. What do you think? Yeah, I say there's only two possibilities. It's going to go Anna de Armas for Blonde easily. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, it's going to be Kate or Yo, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's all that talk about this Riseboro character. I don't know what Two Leslie is. I still haven't watched it. Um, I mean, she's always good, but... Uh, you know what I'd like to say to Leslie thanks for coming on (laughs) nice tie in try to rip that one off nerd that's right I would say that (laughs) if it's about our sweet friend Leslie Zemeckis then uh, we'll make the movie we'll make that movie yeah I would watch that movie Um, watch us make that movie (laughs) yeah I definitely do yeah I definitely would rather see that hanging out with Leslie drinking Cosmos than um, a West Texas single mother struggles to provide for her son when she wins the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sick logline. Holy shit, Mark Marin's in it. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, oh, I've got. I, yeah, I almost watched that this morning. Lord. Um. Yeah, I don't think that matters anything. I think whatever this controversy was about her. And then I guess Michelle Yeoh's in trouble now because she shared some article that violates like Academy rules. So people think that she'd be disqualified. She did something on Instagram where she posted an article basically being like, it's time for white women to not win an Oscar. Are you not allowed to campaign? You can't. No, you no, not while voting's still going. Once voting closes, then you can 
uh, do that, but she apparently did it and had to delete it. And now people are like, "Damn, she's well, not gonna. She'll never get win at our reward show." <laughs> Wait, though, how good would it be if, given the given the, you know, the on the surface subject of the movie Tar, if Kate Blanchett wins because <laughs> Michelle said that white women shouldn't win anymore, <laughs> you're gonna see me. That'd be pretty sick. But I, I'm still, I'm still going, Michelle. I think it's her year. Man, when Kate Blanchett gets it, you and I are gonna be just cheering, you know, clinking our glasses together. Well, but I cheer. We'll clink for either. I'll be happy if Michelle wins it, but it will be so funny if Kate Blanchett wins it because of this. <laughs> and just what immediately go to social media and watch people just like like you know threaten to do the thing like when trump became president or like i'm gonna move i'm leaving this country i love it when people do that i do too i i really <laughs> i hope it's you and it probably will be it's kind of like though her winning for that movie is kind of like marty winning for the departed though you're like you know what you fucking you should have one of these statues but i wish it, wish it weren't this but that's okay <laughs> yeah i like the departed a lot i love the departed but just but, in the in the in the filmography of one Martin Scorsese, it's a big LOL that that's his Oscar winning movie. Yeah, Michelle, she deserves it. She's she should win it for her very impressive filmography that uh, we love to talk about. In fact, uh, to celebrate tonight, I'm uh, going to put uh, Rosemary through a heroic trio in the Executioners. Oh well, you're having a great night. Have a perfect night. Because I can't, I have to get rid of some of these. Yeah. All right. Well, I also got to say before we move on, even though I haven't seen To Leslie, Andrea is always good, but also, you know, Michelle and Anna did great in their movies too. There's just no fucking chance they have a shot in hell for this. Absolutely. There's no way. I mean, Michelle Williams really knocked it out of the park for Fablemans, which can I just say right now, if you think you're funny and you're on the internet, it's chill on your jokes about like did you know the fablemans is about him trying to fuck his mom the joke you've played that one note joke out enough and we love one note jokes it, yeah exactly this is coming from us <laughs> the but you're misdiagnosing jokes motherfuckers you're misdiagnosing that movie for the sake of oh. your joke there is a sexual also just weird. There's lots of there's lots of movies that you can have fun with that are that are real with that. Right. This this is a perverse movie. Don't get me wrong. There is a weird sexual undercurrent to it. But I re- reducing it to like he wants to clearly wants to fuck his mom. What is this Chapo Trap House? <laughs> he wants to fuck his mom in the same way everyone wants to fuck their parents because, you know, being a creature is weird. He doesn't want to fuck his mom. Yes, he's trying to. <laughs> Don't go full jackhammer. I'm a slow stroker, but um, <laughs> moving on to best lead. <laughs> Boy, we're going to lose that money as fast as we got it. Okay. Best, <laughs> best lead actor. <clears throat> Austin Butler, Elvis. Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Insurance. Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, Bill Nye, Living. I don't know what Living is. Uh, After Sun, I'm just as shocked as not. I've, I love people. I read something about After Sun where someone tried to be like, you know, maybe it's not great, but at least it's non cliched storytelling. <laughs> 
just because it's not the same as every mainstream movie doesn't mean it's not a cliche. That is the one of the most cliched art house fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I feel bad disliking it, but I dislike I've it. I've made people sad. I've just quit. I now tell people I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to start. I really it. like broke. I broke a couple hearts when they asked what I thought. And I was like, oh, you know, you know what? It's not for me, whatever. And they pressed and we're like, no, no, no tell me what you thought. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And then they're sad. But I will say. Paul Mescal is fucking great in it, as is the little girl. It's like we know. talked about. The biggest frustration is there's an awesome fucking movie in there. It's just ruined because yeah. the acting of both of them is great. So it'd be cool if he won. He's not gonna, but because also if you have to, if it comes out like this, that's not your bag, and that's okay. Not everyone is supposed to make hard art movies. Yeah, and <laughs> you know? there's all less, sorts of stuff. Less people, truthfully, should make them because. That's why they're so special is because real special people make them. And it's really hard, too. It's really hard. It's so hard. You can't focus on things the way Terrence Malick does and expect to, like, walk away with the same results. Like, it's yeah, just not going to happen. You also even see what happens when he loses focus, right? Even, even, <laughs> even great like him. had it once. You know, I'm waiting. I want Terrence Malick now to make a fucking crime movie. Just straight up, give me a crime thriller. I think he'd be able to shake the dust off. Come back I to would it. Love to see him get back to the crime thriller roots. But yeah, but anyway, after so, scene, sorry if we hurt your hearts because we hate it so much. Yeah, Thomas Dell, fucking great. He's yeah, great. he's good in it. All these people are good in these movies. I mean, I'm sure Brendan Fraser and Bill Nye are good. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's gonna be Austin Butler. I think so too, but what if they did it with Fraser Daddy? What if they did it? I don't think it'll be Fraser. If they do it, I think it's Farrell. I don't think Farrell. I think Butler. I think Butler is Butler's what I'm going to lock in. But man, I'll be I'll be uh, I will be on fire if <laughs> if they give it to Fraser. Okay, so we're both saying Butler. Yeah, I think that's a lock, honestly. Yeah, we could be wrong and it could be Farrell, but that's okay. I'm at peace. Well, it's the, um, I mean, he is the thing that holds that movie together. Uh, maybe even more than Bob Lerman. I mean, I think like Austin Butler's why you're watching Elvis. I mean, I don't think anything holds it together, but if there's one thing that at least has sticky stuff on them trying to hold it together, it's Austin Butler. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, he's not bad. He's, a, he's, not, he's not bad at all in it. He, he does what he's supposed to do when he gets yeah. up. So, yeah. okay. So Boston Butler is going to take that. Okay. Um, your turn. Best director. Oh, um, make sure you're not. The director. <laughs> Martin McDonough, the Banshees of Inishirin, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Shiner, everything, everywhere, all at once. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field, Tar, and Ruben Oostland, Triangle of Sadness. Well. How do we feel? I think, again, it comes down to two things. Do they give it to these dumb fucking upstarts? <laughs> or do they give it to the king? What do you think? Whoever wins this award will probably win Best Picture. Yep. I think it's going to be an upstart kind of year. Well, solely by the fact that 
Spielberg felt that he needed to uh, congratulate these guys for their mind-blowing cinema. Uh Did you see that? Yep. Pains me to say that maybe he knows that they're going to win. Well, and also, it must be said, A24 has truly... I suspect with employee of some people who used to work for Miramax and Harvey, they have mastered what was, I thought something that would not die, but I didn't ever think it would achieve the level it has again here. A24 has truly successfully done an astonishing job of making sure every person knows about this movie and feels guilty if they don't love it. Yeah. I I think it, I think the Daniels take it home. I think it's going to be the Daniels. Of course we love, but it's crazy that by an extreme margin, (laughs) the only, based upon your opinion, because you usually can guess what I'll think about something with Banshees, I'll probably like it or at least not hate it. You'll not hate it. It's, It's crazy that once again here at the Academy is probably the only actually terrible movie that's going to take it home. But... Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. It's not the kind of thing where you're like, ah, bummer. The just like middling movie took it home. You know, whatever. That well, may, it's like it's like ordinary people in Raging Bull. Like, I do not have any love for ordinary people, but it's by no stretch a horrible movie. You know. Um. Right. I miss the I miss the days of that kind of thing being the disappointment. Yeah, where the stale cracker movie. Yeah. Takes it from the movie that's pumping with blood. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, then let's let's keep this conversation going and round this out then with best picture. Here we go. Here we fucking go. <clears throat> Let me get a little spritz my fucking mm-hmm. drooled a little. Okay, I'm just so excited. Got me dumb. Here we go. All <laughs> sad. Sorry, it's time to yeah. get sad. This is the sorry. This is going to be the part of the show where things take a uh, banshees of insurance depressing turn. Here, here we go. <laughs> All quiet on the Western Front. Wait, I got to do the voice because I've done it this whole time. <clears throat> All quiet on the Western Front. Malt. <laughs> Malt. Malte. Malt. Malte Gruner. Everyone's Swedish today for some reason. <laughs> I mean, you did the same thing, right? Um, we just lost our three German listeners and our three Swedish listeners. Like nine, nine just <laughs> smashing the off ones. <laughs> we love you out there. Um, Avatar. Avatar, man. God, we gotta focus. Avatar. <laughs> Well, I guess now I sound like I'm doing a Clinique commercial. You've been flirting with it anyway, so just yeah. Oh yeah, you've gone Clint a couple of words here and there. Avatar. All right, we'll finish it out. Clint's now finishing yeah. it out. He's come on. That's right. Avatar, The Way of Water. James Cameron and John Landau. Producers. All right, that's right. My throat. <laughs> We're going to, we'll just go normal. The Banshees of Insurance. Graham Broadbent. Pete. Zert, Zert, Pete Zernin. He's Swedish again. Pete Zernin. Pete Zernin. <laughs> and Martin McDonough, producers. Elvis, 
Boz Lerman, Catherine Martin, Gail Berman, Patrick McCormick, Schuyler, what? Skyler? Schuyler. Well, let's be honest. Okay, so um, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Shiner, <laughs> and Jonathan Wang, producers. The Fablemans, Christy Macosco Krieger, Steven Spielberg, and Tony Kushner, producers. Tom. <laughs> Field, Alexandra Milchan, and Scott Lambert, producers. Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Ellison, and hell yes, Jerry Bruckheimer. Guess who's back? <laughs> Guess <Okay>. who's back? <laughs> Jerry's back. <laughs> How is he back? I don't know. I honestly thought he died or something. Oh, well, he, he definitely just owns the words Top Gun. That's yeah. 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 Well, um, here, I'll follow that up in a second. Triangle of Sadness, Eric Hemendorf and Philippe Bober, uh, producers, and uh, Women Talking, Dee Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, whoa, how did you get in there? And Francis McDormand, producer. I guess he's kind of like the Ben Wishaw character. He's not... <laughs> <laughs> he uses his platform for good. <laughs> um, so he won't. He won't be talking in the exception speech. No, he won't. He sits up. I hope he's wearing like a red piece of tape <laughs> over his mouth. I hope they walk him up there on his leash. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beep that one as well. That might be hitting a little too close to home. Sorry, Francis, but you know. So, best picture. Okay, so Top Gun. Somebody said Jerry Bruckheimer is on there because, yes, he does own the words Top Gun. They have been trying to make a Top Gun movie forever. Like, since right yeah, after Top Gun. Since right after Top Gun for decades. Yeah. Um, they settled on Days of Thunder because um, a bunch of naval men at some, like, very pacifiction style vibe uh, decided to sexually harass and uh, rape some women at a cocktail party, mm-hmm. gang style. So suddenly no one they didn't feel like people wanted to talk about the navy or the air it it was the navy and the air force it it was like a huge scandal so that kind of put uh top gun on the back burner for a little bit which is just funny that they've been like the the defense department has been like just trying to get this movie made for decades and they're like like can we please go six months without some naval men assaulting someone any chance guys please why did we buy all this real estate in the pacific islands in the virgin islands (laughs) what is that for (laughs) (laughs) why did jeffrey epstein not kill himself guys were you not paying attention you're already on boats take it to little saint james my guy like he went (laughs) he got caught went to jail and then went back and kept doing it and fucking Goldman Sachs was like, sure, we'll keep funding him. Yep. I think it was Goldman Sachs. 
It was Deutsche I mean, Bank. I think it was Goldman Sachs. But yeah, they um you know, same 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 different side, same coin. Anyway, Top Gun Maverick, not taking it. Sorry. Triangle of Sadness, not taking it. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Avatar, not taking it. Sorry. Banshees, not taking it. Elvis, not taking it. Tar, not taking it. Did I say that? No. Okay, so basically all we have in possible contention are three movies. One. We got four left. Wait, we do. Yeah, you got women talking, Fablemans, Banshees, and Quiet. Women talking, not going to win. So, okay, those women are seated now. Um, so, Fablemans is, sadly, it's weird to say, I would say Fablemans is probably the dark horse winner here. Um, it's the best of this list, but it is definitely the dark horse. I think a lot of voters would have probably voted for it. They want it to be that. However, there are two movies circling that fucking drain, and that's Malt Grunert's <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front and uh, the Daniels movie. So, the Daniels movie. Yeah, and B- Banshees could, if they were just like, do we want to feel like the good old days of the Oscars? But I don't think they'll go that way because they want to ride this wave they've that a24 has created so. i agree and i think banshee's probably got closer than it most people thought probably in the voting but i it, to me it really just comes down to everything and all quiet yeah um i think it's going to be all quiet and i know for a long time i've been saying it's going to be everything but i am now starting to feel the tide shift to all quiet um i just suspect it deeply in my uh in my sack so i don't know i mean i think think it's everything i think this is going to be the funnest part of the evening for the two of us where our watching viewing partners are long since gone to the bar (laughs) Uh, uh, it could be it could though it could be like the year that uh i remember the year that um I was very confident that uh, you know our uh, our brokeback boys were going to take it, <laughs> and then crash. Crash came up and Virtue signaled its little tango into a win. Mm. But I don't know. I think I think it's going to be everything because I also think I do. Okay, part of the reason here, I do think there's enough naivete cooked into Academy stuff. That even though like truly young people don't seem to actually like this movie, right? Like I'm talking like junior high, high school kids, right? They think A24 is silly. Um, but yeah, but like 20 somethings and up. So like, you know, our, uh, the people we've become elders to now, cause we're fucking old. They fucking live for, they live for A24. They live for this movie. And part of me thinks the Academy is like, if we do this, they are going to care. They will I care about the Academy. I so I think that's that's why I still think it's got it. And I do think A24 outdid Netflix as far as voters and general public. Yeah, yeah. 
because here, right, like the 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 voters who don't vote based upon what movie they actually think is best, right? Um, right. There, there's some, of course there are some probably many who do, but the ones who don't, right, go with what they're supposed to, so they feel good about it. And what they're supposed to go with is everything everywhere, because you also you know you have diversity, you have celebrating people who've been part of the movie industry, you know, and were huge deals. Um, all quiet on the Western Front. You got another. You got another German movie with some white dudes. <laughs> I hear you. Now let me give you my retort because yeah. I think you you you. That's a that's a very strong case. And you probably you could be right, but I think equally strong is this. Now, A twenty four could have could have the bigger bag here. It's possible. But Netflix might have an even bigger bag. And I suspect this, instead of the Academy kowtowing to diversity, what they might kowtow to is money, which they for sure did last year. Yeah. Apple buying that. Yeah. And I suspect, given the climate that we're in, Netflix saw a chance to buy their way in. Mm -hmm. And not only are they able to attack the foreign film aspect of it, but since we know that President Zelensky is not going to make it again <laughs> this year. I think, one more time. Yeah, I know. Sean Penn keeps trying. But, <laughs> but I think that this could potentially be the Ukraine war movie. For them, yeah, they could see. I could see, yeah, I could see how they would twist it into that. It's a movie that would make history by being the first, I think, remake of a Best Picture winner to win Best Picture again. Yeah. Um, and it would track with the history of uh, such big wins being uh, a terrible movie. So that also has it going on its side. So. <laughs> I think we're both going to stick to our guns, but I'm, I'm, I definitely see what you're saying because I could see Netflix feeling like they're shooting themselves in the foot or, I mean, the Academy feels like they might be shooting themselves in the foot if they don't award it to everything, but they might think that people might just be happy enough with giving it to other awards instead of best picture. Yeah, that's true. Like they front load everything with a bunch of actor noms and screenplay, maybe even director. And this director is for sure, still. Yeah. And then this comes in. Yeah. I think that yeah, because it's happened before. I mean, um uh I mean Tarantino got director for Pulp Fiction and our boy Bobby got it for Forrest Gump. Boy, that was nice when it was just between movies like that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, I do. I, I think part of me wonders too because my 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 wonder with Netflix since they had such a bad year, right? They can't actually have a bad year, but you know what I mean. For yeah. them, they had a bad year. Um, I wonder if they pulled back a little as far as what they would normally pump into, money wise. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, they're certainly bankrolling more shit. I mean, they just... Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, they are. Yeah. 
I think Netflix is going to try to become a real awards power player. And this yeah. is the movie they're throwing all their, their, you know, coin behind. But and we all, I will, my one wild card, I wouldn't, my jaw would not drop if Tar got it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think so either. But it, but it is that kind of movie. Instead, mm-hmm. I think you're probably man. You might be right on that. This really is a. I thought we'd be done with this by now, but I'm like, damn. I let's just all right. We have to lock it in now. Okay. Um. All right. For for sport, I will lock in. All quiet as the upset. All right. I'll take everything. You're probably right. I mean, it, but with my little my little asterisk is tar though. And that could be interesting. I just think like I've seen this play out before where the most talked about movie to get it doesn't end up getting it yeah oh yeah many times well we'll know very soon in the in the awards based off of who wins these other other you know these other awards yeah who's gonna walk away with it but all right we're locked in so i guess this doesn't really help your ballot at work but it (laughs) at least it gives you something to chew on and something for us to to do to say we put out another episode. So <laughs> um, there, it is. there it is. Uh thankfully we didn't put you through last year's Oscar coverage. That was so long. That was really exciting. It's because the mushrooms. It was the mushrooms, yeah. Yep. And the drinking. But um I yeah. think also You did this one sober, which is also weird. Yeah, which is why I didn't have as much fun. So next year back to it next year we're gonna smoke crack for it let's end this on a moment of sincerity uh because we haven't done this yet and i just realized we probably should because i have it sitting in front of me and i just you know it's very sweet we want to shout out danny for sending us those uh those stag books oh did we not do that we're assholes we're so sorry yeah we're really sorry about that um they really are sick uh i have it i kept um I've kept Let's Go Stag in front of me here. Dirty movies from the past. Um, a very cool little uh, zine uh, that uh, Dan Erdman has put together. So we just want to say thank you for sending us some fan mail. Yeah, uh, our very first. It was very sweet and probably yeah. a lot. So, yep. uh, so, so you have you. that crown. <laughs> yeah, so everyone find Dan Erdman. He's on... Uh, He's online. He's on Twitter. Uh, it's a it's a it's a proper zine too. So it's it's packed. Yeah, it's a proper, proper zine. You want this hanging out next to your Chicago Film Society zine? Mm-hmm. So please uh, hit him up and and ask for one. It looks like according to this, they're only a dollar. So yeah, so help him out. Help him out and uh, show some love to the to that to that guy. So. All right, and that makes me feel better about everything we just said. So, with that said, happy, happy uh, Oscars, happy hunting, happy Oscars. Will and I, Will and I, will be watching it together this year. So, that's true. First we'll time, have, first time. So we'll probably have an episode, at least the beginning of it, going over what we watch together. Yep, it'll and be like then, a, it'll be our first video one reaction to the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> 
and then we'll uh and then yeah and then it's gonna be kind of just uh going back to our old friend for a little bit until we we get done with our maybe some surprises along the way there might be some surprises along the way we hope you enjoyed the first little treat that really was a treat Mm -hmm. yeah leslie's mechason just one of the sweetest people um i also like true you know a lot more charisma than either of us have so it's a great listen oh my god (laughs) yeah considering our good buddy friend of the show adam texting us today being like yeah that was really good as opposed to never texting us about anything (laughs) no one does no one does but when we have a good guest on (laughs) then people really like it so we got some. Maybe we have some more coming up as we lead up to Cracker Jack Compass. Tickets are not on sale yet, but <laughs> very soon. Passes are. They're a hundred dollars. Um, that's a lot, I know. But if you are planning to go, not really for that many movies. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of movies we have lined up, and and there's more we haven't even announced yet. Just keep that in mind. That is true. There's some surprises. So you're going to be saving money if you want to go to this. And this is the best hundred dollars you're ever going to spend because you're getting a full like immersion into a filmmaker. You're probably a little on the fence of maybe love, but you just don't, there's still something that's missing. So please, uh, please, please just drop a hundred on that. You know, cancel your fucking vinegar syndrome uh, subscription. (laughs) You can't cancel it. It's up front. (laughs) Well, do something. I don't know. Throw something. Get, get rid of one of your Hulu subscriptions or your whatever. Because this is going to be so fun. Will and I are going to be there. We have some cool surprises ahead of it. Yep. Yeah. So get you get those tickets to Cracker Jack Compass. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Um, all right. Till next time, friends. Till next time. I don't care who you with or who you get. What you got, all of that'll get you shot. Everybody in the world, no kisses hot. Everybody in the world, no kisses hot. I don't care who you with or who you get. All what you got, all of that'll get you shot. Everybody in the world, no kisses hot. Everybody in the world, yo, kiss it. Yo, I got a lot of shit on my chest, and niggas wanna put more on it, so I gotta put on my vest. You got grazed in the head, so that mean you was ducking. See my shades by your bed, so that mean I was fucking. While you was out frontin', I was in, nothing for nothing. All in your honey, walking around, counting your money, holding your stacks in the closet, loading your gas, feeding your curves, skeeting all over your furs. Right before your ass come home, I'm peeling the tar and have the shorties like damn. Jay Will.